dig that. Oh, hell yeah. She's a bad if I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your ass. Welcome to my pod. One of your favorite pods. One of the better pods. Well, <laughs> only time will tell. Welcome to JB's Low Tech Podcast, and all I can say is I'm about to get in trouble again. Why don't you stick around and find out here next on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention, value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. pods or maybe i'm just one of your favorite people weird music today it's going to be a weird music today i'm warning you already that was 10 cc with i'm not in love song that's always haunted my soul i don't know why but it always does well let me get to it because i'm going to tick off some people today but before I do that, let's go to the mailbag and uh, dig some letters out. Couples, couple of weeks ago, I made a comment about the Ryder Cup team and the uh, police in Las Vegas being so upset at the fact that the Ryder Cup team played so poorly that um, they finally arrested Tupac's killer. Paul W., who works in Minneapolis, commented, Tupac lives. There's a lot of people who believe that. So you ne don't know. I think his mother would know she buried the young man, but uh, there's a lot of people who believe that Tupac still lives. 
another email I received from a Kiko McMaster who works in Minneapolis commented on the uh, my last podcast, which was with Doug Goon, and I t- uh, kind of labeled it light and happy. You know, the eSports at the University of Minnesota. She says, thanks, John. I always, I always like getting these from you. I'll give it a listen when I run later. Thanks. Well, she, like me, listens to podcasts when she runs, so I do too. My favorite one is the um, Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel and uh, Pat Forty and Ross Dillinger. So... I understand that. Here is my first controversial comment of the day. And I'm getting sick and tired of it. And I tried to engage other people with it. And they don't seem to have a problem with it. So even relatives who just look at me and go, well, at least they're working. People in black people in commercials. Why do they always? Well, not always, but 75 to 90 percent of the time why do they have to be dancing we do more than dance we teach we educate we we heal we entertain outside of dancing we are great thinkers we are leaders In 75 to 90 percent of the tv commercials that we show up in we're dancing the days of step and fetch it are long over. Can we just act in a commercial and not have to pop lock or do whatever so you can sell a product? Now, I know part of it's because the edge agencies ran out of ideals because their writers were on strike. But Jesus, can you stop having us dance in commercials? I'm going to apologize for this late notice, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. The number 988 is for a suicide prevention hotline. If you know somebody who's in trouble, who may not seem like themselves, or just maybe just made weird comments to you about being in their last string or whatever, give that number to them. Just sit and listen. Don't try to solve their problems. Just be a friend. And then maybe they can continue to be your friend by sticking around and live a little bit longer. Suicides are getting out of control. We're losing way too many, especially young people, to suicide. It's just terrible. Well, let me change. There's no easy way of uh, segueing out of the topic I just discussed. Well, I'm not going to apologize for it, but um, it's not. uh, There's no easy segue out of it. Talking about suicide, but got to move the show. Here's an Odia goodie. (laughs) The dissolvement of the Pac-12 into the Pac-2. Washington State and Oregon State are gone, have gone to court to seize all the assets of the Pac-12. Now, <clears throat> they need to be careful because the Pac-12 owes 
their partner in the Pac-12 network, which was a colossal failure. $75 million plus. So you don't want to be in a bad divorce like so many of us have and take on the assets, but also take on the debt. You don't want to take on $75 million and allow those other schools to walk away clean. So be careful for what you're suing for, or you might be paying that tab and relegating yourself out of Power 5 into G5 to the Mountain West. Well, let me get to this. Going back to the Pac-12, it is, for the longest time, everybody's been trying to figure out who's at fault for the dissolvement of the Pac-12. Was it the Big Ten by taking, originally taking USC and UCLA? Was it Colorado by leaving first and having Utah and Arizona and Arizona State follow it, and then the Big Ten dipping in again and taking Washington, University of Washington, and the University of Oregon? Or was it the TV networks? Or was it the ADs? Or was it their commissioner, George Klyakov? Well, here's one thing that has been very apparent now. They went into TV negotiations with bad information. The president of Utah, and excuse me, I don't have his name, the president of the University of Utah decided he and some faculty member who's in, in the, the world's economics to inform Mr. Klyovkov when they sat down at the table with the ESPN that negotiations should start at $50 million a year for the Pac-12. Now, this president has come back and stated, well, that was only information given to our commissioner, George Klyovkov, as a, a tool of negotiation, not a take-it-or-leave-it offer. Well, either way, ESPN took it as a take-it-or-leave-it, and they left it. They didn't even negotiate, didn't counter-offer anything. They just went, well, that's what you want, we're out. And the other networks, Fox, CBS, NBC, what not heard that too and went, nope, we're not gonna pay that. They never got a chance <laughs> to even offer a counter or listen to a counter. They were told by everybody no, and they wound up dealing with Apple streaming, basically. And it was as I call a candy bar fundraising deal in the sense that you had to sell subscriptions to make money off the deal. And at the most, the league would have probably made 
$22 million a year as a conference off that streaming deal. So again, goes back to something I said months ago. It was the leadership of the Pac-12 that let them down by hiring uh, Mr. Scott, the first commissioner, and then uh, George Klyovkov, and bad decisions and bad information and, you know, not wanting to affiliate with schools like TCU, K-State, Kansas, and whatnot, who they felt was beneath them. And now, what do they have? A two-team conference who's suing to take on all the assets, hopefully, and not the liabilities, the $75 million plus liabilities that this dissolvement of the conference will bring. Just craziness. You know, I, I argue back and forth with a couple of people who talk about uh, Greg Stanky, the commissioner, and his name is Sankey, but I call him Stanky because they keep calling him the most powerful man in college sports. He's the commissioner of the SEC. I don't think so. The most powerful people in college sports are the college presidents and the TV people because they can make conferences whole. They can rip them apart. They'll tell you who to go after. They will want their uh, schools who they think are like them. Remember the AAU, the American Association of Universities? Has nothing to, again, has nothing to do with youth basketball. It is the 50 top colleges in the country. And a lot of those schools are in it want other schools who are in it to be in their conference because it builds up their endowments. That is the n- number two thing when it comes to who's in a conference. Again, number one is who can bring a big TV game to television. You know, just like that Washington-Oregon game. I haven't seen the numbers on it, but I'm quite sure it was way over 5 million uh, viewers. And that was on, I believe, regular TV or at least ESPN. There was no streaming involved or anything like that. Speaking of streaming, I'm tired of hearing this comment. Streaming is the way of the future. Streaming is the way of the future. Streaming is... Well, the networks who keep knocking it out of the park with their broadcasts of college football are ABC, CBS, NBC, and ESPN, who keeps talking about going streaming. But why would you do that when you're getting these great numbers? There are generations, my generation, the generation above me, and a couple below me, who aren't into streaming sports, you're only going to spite your no- cut off your nose to spite your face with this whole streaming, streaming, streaming. <coughs> Excuse me. You know who keeps talking about 
Streaming. That's the way of the future. It's the streaming companies. They want, they need to get gain a foothold and want people to start going streaming. So they keep selling the notion that streaming is the way of the future. So you start, people start going to streaming. Major League Soccer in this country brought over the greatest player in the, in the, in the world and then signed a deal with Apple and thought that streaming was going to be the thing that drove soccer. Soccer isn't going to do it, and streaming isn't going to do it. Streaming will probably catch on with the kids who are in their mid-teens now, or early 20s. Us older people, we're we're either tied to cable, or we still just want to watch our normal Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. And that's why those numbers are huge for college football. Anywhere from 5 million to 10 million viewers per game. And as high as, at some points during the game, 14 to, 14 to 15 million viewers tuning into a game. But people want to keep riding that magic carpet lie of streaming. It's the way of the future. Well, I sat and watched a football game two weeks ago, Minnesota versus the University of Michigan, and watched the head coach of my alma mater stand on the sideline, accept defeat at the opening kickoff, and blow bubbles and chew gum the whole damn game. Never got animated, never yelled at a ref, just stood there and then after the game talked about how wonderful Michigan's football team is and then blame the fans for not giving enough NIL money. That's the new thing now. After a big loss is NIL blaming. Kentucky, a week or so ago, after a big loss, blamed the fact that they don't have enough NIL money. Coach Stoops down at Kentucky. Blame NIL money. God, that's crazy. And here are the reasons why. Number one, these are people making $9 million a year themselves or more, and after taxes, it's about four and a half, five million dollars $5 themselves a year in salary are blaming people who are breaking the bank to buy their tickets, to pay for parking, to get a tailgate in, and all the other things just to support a team and maybe the donations they've already given, like scholarship funds and whatnot, to turn around and to blame them for, hey, you're not giving enough because I need money, so... We can have NIL deals, which in itself is illegal. That's not the legal form of NIL. The legal form of NIL is 
kid signs. Now, in some cases, kids signs an NIL deal before they even announce what college they're going to. They may have that much influencing power where they can do that. But in most cases, this is how NIL is going to work. And I am explaining this to the media who won't take the time to learn what is legal in NIL and what's not legal in NIL locally and nationally. Yes, there's still rules that govern the NC2A and still govern what you can do as far as paying off athletes. There is no such thing as, oh, there's no rules, so they can just do whatever they want. Not true. <laughs> there is legal NIL and there is illegal payments. Illegal payments. Finding an NIL deal for an athlete as an inducement for them to sign to your school is illegal. Again. Find the school finding an NIL deal for an athlete before they sign as an inducement is illegal. Legal NIL. Kids sign at your school. Company like JB's Glove, Pair.com, or Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, or LinksArts.com. Comes to the university and say, hey, I'm looking for an athlete who may have the same interests as my company. And I'd like to pay them to promote my company. And then the university finds the athlete and they go through the proper channels. And the young person gets paid to endorse that business. Be it through commercials, be it through Instagram, Twitter, be it through going to their place and signing autographs. There's many different ways they can do that, but NIL is supposed to happen after they become a student athlete at a school. It is not supposed to be an inducement to come to the school. That is pay for play. Oh, I didn't know there's no rule. There are no more rules in college sports. I don't know why you can't recruit anymore. <laughs> that is the dumbass press misinforming their listeners or their viewers with bad information because you want to know why? Because they want to run with the narrative that the NCAA is always wrong. And they hate the NCAA, and the NCAA needs to go away. Well, if the NCAA goes away, there's going to be a new organization because you have to have some way of running sports. So if it's not the NCAA, there will be some other entity. And by the way, who is the NCAA? How many times I got to explain this to people? It's not the president of the NCAA who makes all these decisions. <laughs> I think his last name is Baker. 
It is the member institutions who voluntarily agreed to be a part of the NCAA. Who are those member institutions? The schools that volunteer to be a part of the NCAA, the University of Minnesota, University of Michigan, Ohio State University, University of Alabama, University of Clemson, and on and on and on. At some point, they all agreed to be a part of the NCAA. So when you talk about the NCAA needs to go away, and I hate the NCAA, and they don't know what they're doing, you are talking about the member institutions because they are the ones who make up the rules and regulations of the NC2A. Not Charlie Baker. Not some pistol pencil pusher sitting behind a desk at the NCAA. They only make sure the rules are being followed. The rules and regulations of the NC2A are created, voted on, and put in place by its membership. The University of Iowa, Indiana University, Kansas University, Kansas State University, USC, UCLA. Do you get the hint? Miami of Florida, New Hampshire, New Mexico State, New Mexico. It doesn't matter. They all agreed voluntarily to be a part of the NC2A. And why is that? Because then they can play maybe in the basketball tournament. And they agree that there should be some rules and regulations. Even though then they would turn around and run to their legislature and say, hey, can you create a rule that gets us around this rule? Just craziness. But then that gets back to my comment about the media who don't take the time to learn, listen, learn, read, learn, or whatever it takes, view and learn these things. It's just easy to make it part of their narrative just to say, huh, NC2A bad. We should make it go away. Hey, I'm not being an apologist for the NCAA. I have my own issues with the NCAA. As somebody who had to follow the NC2A rulebook as an equipment manager over stupid things about how big the Nike swoosh could be on a uniform. Yes, two inches by two inches is the rule. So the Nike logo, the Adidas logo, the Under Armour logo can only be two inches by two inches square. That's it. <laughs> and there were a ton others. Crazy rules. And I don't know if this one's in place anymore. I issue gear to an athlete. Athlete turns around and gives it to his parents. Illegal because it's an extra benefit. Because you just gave it to your parents. And on and on, the rules that I had that governed me as an equipment manager. And I rolled my eyes at some, just like that last one I talked about, but I still had to enforce them. Enforcement doesn't mean that everything's bad. 
It just fits their narrative. And they, I'm talking about the press again, their narrative to beat down the NC2A because they want con- they want chaos because it gives them better stories. When you hear them discuss things like NIL and the transfer portal and conference realignment and so on and so on, every comment ends with, I, I, well, I don't really know. I don't, uh, I, I think, uh, well, I'm not sure. It's because they won't take the time to find out. Some peop- local people here could spend 15 minutes with me and I could educate them and they could sound a hell of a lot better. But they would rather go on their TV shows, their radio shows, and be a funnel of misinformation to their audience about what's legal, what isn't legal, what they know, what they don't know, because they don't care and they think you don't care. And so they just go forward with that attitude. And then in the end, they bang on the NCAA as usual because they don't even understand that the NCAA isn't a man behind a curtain. It is the member institutions, again, University of Miami, Florida State University, University of Auburn. The colleges are the member institutions. They are the ones who create and vote on and put in place the rules and regulations that are to be followed. Just because they turn around and complain about the fact that it keeps one of its players out doesn't mean that somewhere in the past they didn't vote for that rule to be put in place. They 100% did. But the media would never tell you. There's very few people in the media that would tell you that. Because it fits the narrative to let's get rid of the NCAA so then we have chaos so I have more of a story, a crazy story to report on. People following rules and regulations is boring. I get it. But it's great when it happens. Because we don't have chaos. We have things that run right. We don't have to worry if things are going to fall apart or conferences are going to dissolve or if people are going to be cheated, or if we're going to get another lawsuit in Title IX, or all these different things. As you can tell, I'm a little hot. And yes, I am, because, again, I am so sick of the funnel of misinformation that is out there in the press because they're too lazy or they don't give a shit about, and yes, I use the S word, about fine, spending 15 minutes with somebody who does know and then reporting the facts. Again, there are rules that govern NIL. It's not, oh, do what you want to and just pay athletes. There is no pay athletes. The athletes actually have to do work to get that money. They have to endorse, influence, or whatever it is to receive the money. We have not gotten to pay for play yet. Is it coming? Probably so. And I'll, God, I'll be happy when it does. But until then, stop reporting it as it's happening because it's not happening. 
Oh, just laziness. Just, and I have to blame, and I'm blame, they never say blame your audience, but I'm going to blame my audience. You guys just suck it up and suck it in and never question it. You never call in their show and go, hey, you're wrong. Hey, are you sure about that? Hey, this is what I heard. I tried, but they won't listen. Well, nobody wants to hear that. No, you don't want to hear it because it doesn't fit your narrative. Again, your narrative is chaos because it's an easy story to report on and it makes you look like you are the smartest person in the room. Whereas if you took a few minutes again and talked to somebody who knows NIL, Transfer Portal, and Conference Realignment, there are some people who are still reporting that Conference realignment has something to do with cable TV subscriptions. No. It has to do with conferences twofold again. Conferences and the TV networks wanting better matchups. So that game, again, that game Oregon and Washington, which was that is in the Pac-12 this year. It's going to be in the Big Ten next year, so it could possibly wind up on the big noon game on Fox, or it could wind up on CBS, or it can wind up on NBC. That's what the networks want. They want better matchups. The days of worrying about cable subscriptions are done and over, and they can't get past, oh, oh they took Rutgers in because they wanted to sell subscriptions in New York. That thought is dead. It's over. Get over it. Learn something and stop talking about it. And then I told you the other reason why all this realignment's happening, because the schools want to have other AAU members, and again, I'm not talking about high school basketball, I'm talking about the American Association of Universities, the top 50 colleges in the country, because then when they link up, more endowment money happens. I think the Big Ten and endowment money as a consortium is way over $10 billion, and that's billions with a B dollars in joint endowments in their consortium for things like cancer research and other things. But it makes those universities a lot of money in research. The school, the presidents and the board of regents or directors or whatever they called have figured out I can get my team, my football team and basketball team or my softball team on baseball team on TV, and then some whiz kid somewhere watches the game and goes, huh, let me check out that school. And they show up at the door, and they come up with some brilliant research and make more money for the school. Sports is a major advertisement for the colleges now. The colleges finally wised up and figured it out. Well, 
I'm going to get off my soapbox now. We're going to end this, and um, maybe I'll be a little bit nicer next week. But I don't know. They may come after me after this week, and they being <laughs> the local media or <laughs> the national media. We'll see, because when I send this out, I'm going to direct this directly at them here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side. Seeking justice for the injured. The simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Or Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander, wherever I roam I couldn't be found of my big home the bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Yes, the bare necessities in life will come to you, and this song won't stop playing. Jesus, the song won't stop playing. I told you it was going to be a weird song day. First it was 10cc, I'm Not in Love, and this song was Bare Necessities from the Disney movie Jungle Book. I don't remember who sung it, but uh, I just remember acting out the song with um, some family members as a very young child. So, well, sorry I got so high and mighty on my soapbox, but it just drove me nuts. Just one other thing to clear up. Um, I think I never talked about it. The uni Stanford University and the University of California, or you know it, Cal, 
were finally accepted into the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let that sink in your brain. Cal in Palo Alto, California, and Cal, oh, Stanford in Palo Alto, and Cal in San Diego, I believe, or San Francisco, will be playing in the Atlantic Coast Conference with Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, North Carolina State, Syracuse, and on and on and on. Realignment. Well, this was all, remember, this was all at the behest of Notre Dame because Notre Dame felt that if Clemson, Florida State, and a few others escaped, the same thing could happen to the ACC that happened to the Pac-12, and Notre Dame would lose its sweetheart deal of football independency and their other sports have a conference to play in. Plus, you're starting to hear the grumbles of NBC, hearing the grumbles and rumors that NBC might be saying, it's time to get your butt in a conference, and that conference is the Big Ten. We may not give you this big sweetheart deal that you have to, to wander out there in independency. doesn't do anything for us for you to play five ACC games again a, a year and then play the military in two or three others and then play two other big-time games. We want your butt in a conference. I know people think, oh, you're crazy. Notre Dame's always going to have its independency. Well, I guess we'll see. And with that, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for hanging out. I want to thank you for telling a friend. And I want to thank you for your support. Keep banging that mailbag. If you know me, send me an email or a text. If you don't, send it to J-A-Y-B-E-E at Comcast.net. And that's JB780 at Comcast.net. And I'll read yours just like I read Paul W's and Keiko's earlier today. Until next time, thanks for listening here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. JB is my name, and f-ing up motherfuckers is my game. Right on. Negro, black, African American, black, black, black. Django, JB. Damn, Dolomite. Great card in heaven, you know. JB, our great Negro sex machine.